The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, people who have gotten less than three hours of sleep, or your grandmother. Then again, I don't know your grandmother. She may be more into this than you realize. Listener discretion is advised. Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sir Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. And we have on the line with us today the proprietor of Crochet Empire. Say hello. Hello. How shall we refer to you in this? Because you've got your real name here on Skype, and we tend not to use those. Oh, real name is fine. Andy works. All right, Andy. I was going to say because, yes, if you Google Crochet Empire and research it at all, it's like, oh, there's the person and their name and everything. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm All right. Not a pseudonym or anything. So we've got Andy of Crochet Empire here today in our first attempt on doing a Skype interview. This this should be interesting. So so our apologies to our guest and the future audience. <laughs> well, sound quality is going to be a bit different. Editing this is also going to be rather interesting. Yeah, fun times. All right. So I found you when I went looking at the vendor page for Claw. And I saw that you're going to have a booth there. Do you think you'll be able to make it to any of the interesting events, or do you think you're going to be uh, at the vendor mart the entire time? I don't know. I want to. I'm trying to find um, some recruits to kind of help out so I can at least roam around a little bit. And booth babes. You're looking for booth babes. <laughs> find some some uh, some models that can just stand and look pretty. So. Yeah. And I have a friend who lives in Cleveland who I think is willing to help out just so I can at least like go to the bathroom, if nothing else. That is one of the things when you work at a convention or anything like that as a, yeah, a dealer. It's like, yeah, you are married to that table and even getting food or bathroom breaks sometimes can be tricky unless you've planned for it. Right. And we're still small enough that I don't, I can't really prepare to pay somebody <laughs> to work the booth for me. So on my own. We have to make you bigger and more popular and have our dozens of listeners buy your stuff. Exactly. So, for those who haven't seen it yet, tell us about what uh, Crochet Empire sells. And Well, technically, it's a line of men's accessories, is what we call it. But the only thing people seem to care about are the jock straps. So that's probably about, I would say, at least 95% of our sales. And then our secondary thing would be bow ties. Jock straps and bow ties. Jock mainly. straps and bow ties. Yes, that's the main thing. And we do a lot of custom orders. We've had, I would say, a lot of our sales and a lot of our customers tend to be either in kind of this side. So, like, it's the 
you know, I want something that I can go to like a sex party in, mm-hmm. or it's the nerd and gamer group. I want a heartless jock strap. I want a Triforce jock strap. Exactly. I haven't made a Triforce, but I did make a Link one for a guy. So we have a Zelda. I guess, yeah, I was looking at the site on Etsy and the different designs, and yeah, I, I noticed quite a few of the more nerd ones, and was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, and then and we kind of found our way in there, because we do one of our now recurring big events in a year is, which I'm in the process of planning for now, is a fashion show that's fundraiser for a few HIV organizations that I support. And it just kind of developed into last year that it happened to be uh, superhero themed. So we've got, we've had a lot of luck and a lot of excitement around all of our superhero jocks. That's kind of how we found our way into the, the kind of comic and gamer world. Because yeah, I saw um, in the pictures I was seeing, it looked like people on runways or with backdrops at an event. I'm like, Oh wow. He does fashion shows, but it sounds like it was the fundraiser. And also, I, I did have a question about the Superman jock. Does it come with the cape? Because I only saw the, the only person I saw wearing it was also in a cape. Very Unfortunately, fetching. no, I don't. No, that would be funny though. We should. I should probably do that. Yeah, j- just a little butt flap. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Neat crocheted custom work. Yeah, I saw leather pride flags, bear pride flags, all sorts of superhero stuff. Are you excited for Deadpool? That's uh, op- um, open er- earlier this week. Um, is it bad if I say no? <laughs> no, it's just honest. And, uh, and don't worry. I don't no, know I'm anything like... about the actual comic book, so I don't know how true the movie is. But if I'm being honest, it looks like a really terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have absolutely no interest in seeing it. It looks just terrible. I can understand where you're coming from because I'm a huge comic book nerd myself and read lots of Marvel. I never got into Deadpool myself, so it's like, oh, okay, well, it looks very comedic. We'll see. Yeah, and I kind of think Ryan Reynolds is awful, so that's part of it. As pretty as he is, he's he's not good. Oh, well. <laughs> There's the judgy aspect of the of today's chat, I guess. Also, honesty here. <laughs> we like honest and... Yeah, also, we don't think that Ryan Reynolds is one of our listeners, so we're not too worried about losing someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. No, not yet. But So you told me in our tweets back and forth mm-hmm. that you have crocheted leather. Yeah. And how? It doesn't seem like those leather, thin leather straps I've seen for, like, well, that my buddy made a keychain out of that that would be flexible enough to crochet i guess it is we i use they call it lace but i don't on the i guess officially it's called lace Mm -hmm. um but it's just a round cord so it's not a flat piece of leather okay so it's just on a roll it's just a cord and i just use a little bit of a bigger hook and the thing about is you can't do it a lot it starts to kind of break down a little bit so if like you know you can pull out a stitch or two if you did something weird but for the most part you might be only like work it like once or twice and then it kind of starts to look pretty frazzled know what you're doing ahead of time have the pattern in mind work very carefully 
with right. a rather large hook, and you can get it into. So have you made jocks out of this? Or I do, yeah, and I'll actually have I'll have some at Claw, so you'll be able to see them. Okay. We're doing. What are we doing? A leather pride one, so in leather. Um, and then we have this series of mesh ones that have been really popular. So we're doing a mesh one in leather also. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. I saw those mesh ones, and they're not family friendly, which is a good thing. Yeah, they're they are very much not. <laughs> I think the term family friendly is like you have to figure out which family. It's like I think you know, but the way we can use family, I think very family friendly. They're not work safe unless you have a very interesting job. Let's put it that way. Sure. Yeah. Okay. What's funny about them too is the woman. So I, I can't keep up with it. So I have a you know a group of, I don't know artisans. I guess would be the word. Um, minions, you know, minions works. Yeah, who make different designs. Mm-hmm. So the woman who makes all of the mesh jocks is this woman who has like a three-year-old daughter down downtown in Chicago, and she just like is that. I think she was actually a pretty like high powered businesswoman and then has taken some time off to raise her daughter. And it's just kind of hysterical because she's, you know, sitting there making these like sex oriented pouches while she takes care of her daughter during the day. And I had to talk to her because we, for Claw, we have a series of colored ones for like flagging. Mm-hmm. So I said, I need you to make. X amount in yellow and X amount in red. And then we're just going to do black. And if we have time, maybe we'll throw in some blue. But then, of course, I had to kind of go into it and be like, it can't be gold. It can't be this. It has to be yellow. <laughs> and like, it can't be maroon. It has to be red. <laughs> and all this stuff. And kind of having to go in and explain why. And it's just felt very awkward to be like, so there are people who like to get peed on. And they are very particular about the color of yellow that they have <laughs> so this woman who has her you know is probably sitting feeding her you know three-year-old daughter while this conversation is going on well no i i can see that specific color is important and especially when you are outsourcing it's important to have well-defined parameters i'm just picturing her sitting there feeding her child with one hand the other hand writing down while she's like listening to you on the phone it's like red fisting okay blue okay that's fucking got it pretty much that's my image of it as well and she talks she thinks it's hysterical she i was talking to her one day and she was saying her in-laws pull out pictures of ones she's made for like random people in bars like somehow it's come up and be like look at this what she made and like pull out my instagram and be like look at this look at this attractive man wearing this that she made <laughs> and they're like is that a, a penis yeah. yes yes it is yeah well she makes other ones too that are solid <laughs> oh, oh boy or or less breezy should we say right. <laughs> so check out crochet empire google search will bring him up on etsy we actually just opened a new store we're transitioning out of etsy oh okay you know, it's the same address. It's just thecrocheteempire.com. It's a little sleeker, and it looks a little nicer, and it can, you know, it's not just the default look of Etsy. So it's... I do think, yeah, and sometimes with Etsy, I mean, I think some people are like, okay, 
quaint, handmade little, you know, just people doing this as a kind of a, a hobby and don't see it maybe as, as professional. So kind of graduating to your own site, I can see, yeah, it's like, okay, this is a thing now. Yeah, and that's one of our big, I think, just out of the nature of the way they're made, one of the, I don't know, necessarily fight against, but often having to kind of, you know, show people that these aren't, you know, your little homemade, oh, isn't that cute craft project? Like they are an actual pair of underwear and can be worn and, you know, people like to wear them. <laughs> still so, handmade. And still handmade. So that's part of, like, so exactly what you said is trying to, I think there's that little kind of preconceived notion of what people find on Etsy and trying to get away from that idea a little bit. Because Etsy does have the reputation for, how to put this politely? Quaint. Well, A, quaint, and B, regrettable. Well, I mean, there's an entire website out there called Regretsy, and it's stuff like a taxidermied eagle crying over a slain Statue of Liberty, and yeah, there's some really weird handmade stuff on Etsy. Right. Check out the taxidermy section if you need to feel normal at any time. <laughs> but, I mean, I think what you're talking about is is fundamentally branding. I mean, right. the idea yeah. of what you want. And, I mean, I, you know, we've already seen that with, you know, like I said, the models that you use who are these, you know, very attractive people showing off your work very well, which can be a liability because as I was researching you at work, my coworker looked and I'm like, oh, you like bow ties. Look at these. And he's like, how can I focus on the bow tie with this quaffed gingered man with nice pecs? <laughs> True. Like, yeah, the because, because even I can my pictures are like half of them. I think are still shirtless men. Um, but you know, whatever gets people to look, I guess. I, I was just thinking with bow ties. I just kind of you know, it's like, well, no, we want to focus on the tie. I mean, the model's lovely, but I can understand for the jocks, it's like, okay, we want to focus on both. Well, okay. and there is a tradition out there of wearing just a bow tie, a jock, and a smile while dancing whole Chippendales thing. I wonder if they're still around. I think they are. Last time I was in Vegas, they had a show. Yeah, I bet your bow ties are very comfortable against the skin, too. I would like to think so. Um, I have a right. series of them, too, that are fully, like, part of the photo shoot was fully dressed men wearing the bow ties also. So I have some. <laughs> I think this is the first one that shows up. It's Yeah, I was like, oh, well, here's an example. You'd like one of those, wouldn't you? The uh, question I had, um, so I guess also this kind of further is like, what are your plans for the future with this? I mean, is this something you would hope to, like, I, I imagine it's not a full-time thing now, but is this something you'd like to grow into, you know? Um, yeah, I think so. It, I, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Part of the idea of the next, say, six months or so is to try to actively grow a little bit we're going other than claw i have two two or three other big events i'm going through like going to through like august at a fashion show and there's some other events of hopefully finger, it's not set yet but fingers crossed this um store in p-town wants to do an event there this summer starting to heavily invest into more advertising and all that good stuff so yeah so hopefully in the next year to grow into, you know, something that's an actual kind of functioning business. 
Are any of your items available? Do you have any stores that you have relationships with yet to actually have a retail front for your items? No, not yet. That's the same. The first one will be hopefully the store in P-Town okay. wants to carry some. He's been busy, so it's been kind of a slow process of emailing back and forth. But no, the only way to actually like see them and touch them is to come to you know, these conventions that, that I'm So attending. if you want to... Say that you had a Crochet Empire jockstrap before it was cool. If you want to be all hipster about it, get them now, because they're about to blow up big. Hopefully. Other than jockstraps and bow ties, what sorts of things uh, yank your crank, since we're not just a a crafting podcast? Uh, And, you know, going to somewhere like Claw, got to figure you're at least a little kinky. I don't know. I'm not particularly kinky, I guess. I'm one of those people that, like, I think it's funny when I talk to people about, like, kind of in the terms of, say, clothing, people, like, I've tried to, like, figure out how to develop this into a thing over the years. I just, I like guys without clothing on. Um, You know, it's great that people are like, oh, I love it, like, having sex with this guy in, like, a rubber singlet. But I'm like, no, I'd rather have sex with him without a rubber singlet. Which has nothing to do with the rubber. It's more that, like, I like the idea of, like, the skin contact and touching touching the skin. And generally, I'm one of those people that, like, a particular... I've never found a man to be more attractive because he's wearing a particular piece of clothing than if he's not. I'm kind of like, a hot guy's a hot guy. I don't really... I don't think it matters what he's what he has on or doesn't have on for that matter <laughs> or doesn't okay i guess um one question for the material itself because yeah the other question that kind of came up my coworker was like "Ooh, yarn jocks he's like kind of cringed he's like because he was picturing of course the wool yarn that you know kind of scratchy um right what, what kind of yarns do you um, use yeah, so we use a really thin yarn i guess you guys would know what it so we use sock yarn uh okay. like a number one so a very very thin soft yarn and the only thing made of yarn is the actual pouch. The waistband is elastic. The leg bands are elastic. It's all sewn together. And so I found, I had a booth this past summer at Market Days. And I found myself constantly saying to people, think sock, not scarf. Because I found that, you know, in the two years the company has existed, one of the things to kind of get people's mind away from is the idea that you're using this, like, super thick worsted wool so it's going to be this big bulky scratchy sweaty hot like not comfortable thing um but it's actually a very soft yarn it's very thin it breathes well and everything so yeah it's a very we try to use everything's washable nothing's super scratchy i was gonna say using the cotton over the wool yeah the the care would be something easier than you know having to deal with wool (laughs) Right, right. We don't do, we actually don't use a lot of cotton. It's a lot of like acrylic blends. Oh, yeah. Just to make sure that everything is machine washable. We use some cotton. A lot of the cottons are actually a little thicker. I've, I've never found a really thin, 100% cotton yarn. You wouldn't want your jock to shrink in the wash. Exactly. That'd be a bad thing. Go from a, a tenor to a, an alto, and then the next wash, oh my, you're a soprano. Right. <laughs> no. So it looks like the um like the yeah the major items um were well jocks and then the bow ties. I saw the um the what t- about two years ago you did a kickstart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I saw that. First of all, I have to say, 
shame on you for teasing. <laughs> your little video for it was like, oh, we make bow ties and we do belts. Oh, and here's chocks. And then you're like, I'm not showing you that. And I was like, oh. I did love the blooper reel you had on at the end of that one. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, that was that it took. It was a lot of me sitting there being like, ah, shit. <laughs> Let's do this again. Yeah. And then I also have to admit, though, even though you know, you were teasing, you did show us, you know, using a loofah in the shower in another video on that. I was like, ah. <laughs> I did do that. I I was in much better shape when that video was taken. I don't think I would do that now. <laughs> well, it takes all kinds. And there's, you know, that's the thing I'm finding out. It's like, oh, there's all manner of attractions out there. And you just have to find that niche that really likes you. And, and you also like that. Yes. I think I'm a, like, I know on the Kickstarter you mentioned belts. Are there any other items that you're thinking of? I mean, it sounds like the jocks are the big thing, but are there other items you'd like to think about and uh, explore? Yeah, I would actually, I want to do, I mean, I actually, I know nothing about this, so there's a lot of research that needs to get done, but I would like to do some harnesses. Like, I know you guys have been talking about the mm -hmm. yarn, the yarn harness that you were making. I do want to do mine out of leather, though, and see how that works. I just, I haven't had the time to really take to develop it and see how, like how best to make the different shapes and whatnot. And I actually have to admit, I don't really know anything about harnesses. I've never worn one. Um, I've only been around people wearing them, so I need to kind of really look at how they're made and the shape of them and all that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, it, it's really just a bunch of rings and straps, and so yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out. Okay, where on the body do the rings hit, and where are the straps going to go, and then... Right, if I want to, like, put in buckles, or, like, if they need to be custom fit for people, or if they are able to be adjustable, and all that good stuff. So I need to, I need to just be able to take some time and sit down Yeah, and I know that at least the way I made my harness, yeah, if you were going to make that out of leather and single crochet it, yeah, it would probably need to be custom work. I'm sure you yeah. can do large, medium, small, but custom work always fits better, so. True. And I think with the leather, it doesn't stretch as much, so I think I can get away with, you know, at least, like, a row, a strip of, say, like, double crochet that's bordered with single, and I think it'll have the stability that it needs. I guess I could be wrong. That's part of the experimental process. So... Yeah, I look forward to it. It'll take some practice and some work and gain some stuff uh, figured out, especially in, I'd say, work it in your acrylics first, because that's probably cheaper than using up your nice leather. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had one question about using the leather for the crocheting. I mean, yeah, regular listeners will know that I've, crochet is kind of my downfall. I just cannot wrap my head around I can make a chain, but after that, I'm lost. When you're working with the leather, so is it kind of easier to see the pattern and basically find out where you know the hook is supposed to go? Because that seems to be my trouble. It's like once I make that chain, then I'm like, wait, where am I supposed to go back into? And I, I can never picture it that well. And I, I'm picturing maybe with the leather, it might be a bit stiffer and might yeah. shape more. I guess it would be because it's, you know, it's... Since it's so stiff, there's not a you know it's not like collapsing back on itself, so it very much keeps the shape that you left it in. But yeah, I'm picture also the leather cord that you're talking about. Yeah, I can picture it because when you were first talking about uh, using leather, my thought was um, you're actually talking about like maybe the suede 
laces, you know, the kind of softer, more pliable leather stuff I'm thinking of. Yeah. I can picture that being crocheted. No, this is like a one millimeter. I use a one millimeter cord and it's actually kind of stiff because sometimes it's for the different colors. It ends up being slightly coated also. So it actually very much le like keeps the shape that it was left in. But then you also kind of have these bigger gaps between where the cord is. So I could also see it being a little bit confusing on like, do I go between this one and this one? Or do I go between here and here? Or like, am I getting under both loops? Or am I doing only front loop or only back loop or something like that? I guess so, so, the other question I had was um, with the Kickstarter... Did you, was that kind of a, did that give a big boost to your, I mean, how long were you doing it before the Kickstarter? And like, so what was your life like crochet empire before and after the Kickstarter? Kickstarter was pretty much the start of it, was kind of the announcement of the company. And then we were surprisingly successful, although I wasn't asking for very much money. Um, but we were something like 208%. Wow. Funded. And then... I just kind of jumped in and started doing things and got the store up and running. And then, yeah, it was going really well for the next like year-ish. And I was pretty much just doing everything myself. And I started falling super behind. And also realized that it was not really a functioning company. So I had to kind of reassess. Unfortunately, the prices went up. I shut everything down for about a month so I could catch up on back orders. And that's when I started hiring people and kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. Hey, you're a job creator. <laughs> I am a job creator. No one as of yet could actually like make a living off of this, but it's a nice extra. It's good for extra cash. Well, I can understand because I mean, any crafter, I think it's hard to like figure out the right price for your product. Because you know the materials that went into it, but a lot of people devalue the, the hours that go into it or the time. And right. you know, we kind of in our society are a mass-produced, cheap society in a lot of materials. So, like, you see something that is actually handmade and designed, and you see the actual price that it should be, and you kind of like sticker shock sometimes. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who are absolutely like, "Ooh, I want one," and then they look at the store and they kind of go, "Oh, holy cow, that's expensive." And then I try to point out things of like, you know, it is handmade and how comfortable it is. And I send them some screen caps of reviews I've had and things like that. But also, too, with, um, I mean, like I said, you know, if it was too cheap, then you just would not have the time to keep up with, you know, the demand because there'd be too many people asking for it. And you wouldn't, you know, it, yeah, it would take over your life and not actually give you a living wage, per se. But right. also, I think uh, with a fewer kind of, you know, that price point might just keep the people who are really serious about them. And there's kind of, there'll be that cachet. It's like, ooh, those are really nice. And you don't see them everywhere. So it's like, ooh. Right, exactly. That's that's a little bit of the hope. The funny thing that I found on that note of, like, the time and energy going into them is the amount of, say, like, 22-year-old twinks on Grinder who are like, I want a jockstrap. And you're like, well... It's $75. Once you give that to me, you can have one. <laughs> or you can give $75 to Andrew Christian and not get one that that's as unique or looks as good. Right, exactly. So it's funny how, like, automatically people just, like, these, like, guys who are kind of cute just kind of assume that they're going to be handed this, like, fancy underwear. Yeah, no, come back 
when you're with a modeling agency, then we can talk. Then we can talk. Yeah, even in that, I have they they take so much time to make, um, and they're so expensive that. Like they're expensive to make, not just expensive to buy. They actually cost a, like the manufacturing of them is actually quite expensive. That even say known models or like porn stars who most who get like underwear thrown at them, so they'll take a picture and post it on their Instagram. Um, I've even created like really strict parameters of who I might give something to, and at that point, it's only discounted, and I'll give them kickbacks if people reference them on the reason they're here because it's just i've found that it's not the the most effective means of marketing is just to like hand out these free underwear to people well and that's something i've just you know just basic psychology when you get something free you put a lesser value on it like if you were to hand it to a you know, hot guy to model he'd like oh thank you try it on model it for that event and then it'd go in the bottom of a drawer maybe but if he's actually you know actually had to pay something, even a discounted rate, it'd be like, oh, I actually paid for this. I should make use of it and value it more. Yeah, exactly. Well, Andy, it was a pleasure having you with us today. We will see you at CLAW. Probably capture your voice there a bit with my other equipment. And here's hoping that you leave CLAW without a single jock strap, except maybe for the one you're wearing. (laughs) <laughs> or well, you know that it wouldn't be the worst weekend if I didn't go home without you. <laughs> All right, Andy, thank you for joining us, and yeah, we'll keep hyping Crochet Empire between now and then. All right, you have a good day. Awesome, thank you so much. We've shifted modes. We are no longer on Skype. We are back with our normal little handy-dandy wave recorder. and Yeah, I really have to schedule these interviews better. (laughs) Because... What were you thinking, man? I wasn't thinking. That's the problem. I've been called impetuous, and I don't think these things fully through. Don't think of all the consequences of doing an interview the week... Well, the, not the week, the day after. Hours first after. Friday. Yeah, hours. We did not get home until 3 a.m. from First Friday and Detroit Bondage Club. But, oh, that had a pretty good time at both of those. Um, I showed up for First Friday uh, at 8 o'clock and saw a couple people there. Bellum who stopped in for a quick drink and then headed out to the Mr. Liberty contest. That's the one we talked about. Yes. Well, yes, uh, the preamble to that that was coming. Was it a Friday and Saturday event for that? Yeah, Friday was okay. the meet and greet, okay. uh, and then Saturday was the event itself. Okay. Baird. I know we talked about yeah. that last week about Baird. And... Yeah, Baird's a good, a good pup, but he... Did not win, but he was proud of his performance, and it takes guts and balls to stand up there in a tiny jock strap in front of a couple hundred hooting and hollering guys and be able to speak relatively intelligently. Actually, it's not the standing up in front. When they're hooting and hollering, I think that'd make it easier. When they're just looking at you in silence, that would be the bad time. Yeah, when you have to ask the crowd, please clap. 
Oh, yeah, not so good. So before you showed up at first Friday, yeah, I had to... I was late. I was headphone shopping because, you know, let's do everything last minute. It's like, oh, my God, how's the Skype thing work? I don't know. I have no equipment that can do it. Wait, my smartphone is smarter than my computers. We can do that. I need a special headphones. Ah, uh, which, well, you'll, you'll you listening audience. You will know how, how well that worked out because, yeah, it was it was a trial run. And that was maybe another thing that we could have done was like actually tested it out ahead of time just between the two of us to hear how it sounds it's one of those things i'm you know we'll we'll see it's punk it's zyn it's it's a wonderful beautiful thing <laughs> so before you showed up neptune and i had to take one of our other pup brothers back home because he had had too much way too much he was having trouble standing well he had, it sounded like he'd had a tough week and you know, and also it sounded like he had a very busy, tough day. And yeah, you know, I didn't think he was going to show in the first place. But, you know, he I think he wanted to support community and come yep. out and be, a, and be a part, you know. But yeah, on the way out the door, he said to the bouncer, you're cute. To which the bouncer replied, you're wasted. <laughs> it's like, you're really cute. And you're really wasted. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's unfortunate. I've had... Yeah, I've I've had fended off the attentions and, and appreciation of really drunk people too. Not that I, you know, I think that, like I said, there's a certain truth that comes out in drunkenness that they might not be able to say otherwise. But in vino veritas. Yeah. But but also, it's like, can you repeat this when you're sober? Then something may happen. I've known people who were super friendly when they're drunk, but when they're sober, they're kind of not as friendly. And I'm like, okay, what's the truth here? You know, and and I'm too insecure to deal with it either way. Yeah. Come on to me both ways, and then we'll see what happens. Pretty good crowd mm -hmm. there. I, I know there were some people that uh people who had just shown uh new people who'd shown up that hadn't shown mm -hmm. up before, because I had seen them earlier in the week. One of them and said, "Hey, we're trying to get this going again," and he's like, "Oh, cool!" And that's why he showed and uh, with a friend, an out of town friend, and. We had the latex guys showing up and also drawing lots of favorable attention. We had they tend to do that. Women just coming up and saying, what are you? Who are you? Why are you here? And it's like, okay, can I take my picture with you? And it's like, sure. It's like, and ah. They let Neptune try on the latex pup hood. And I think he liked it. I think we've got another convert. <laughs> we might have to change the name of the group from Lansing Pups and Handlers to Lansing Latex Lovers at the rate this is going. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like it, the name of the group, too. It's like I like I said, I almost want to see it. I know pups are in kind of the kernel that's kind of forming around, but I'd like to see it be more open just oh, like yeah, leather I, like just general leather latex kink yeah mm -hmm. all of that good stuff leather latex and lace that's what we got well yeah with veritas <laughs> we we have that <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah because you know i, I try usually i call it you know a leather night because traditionally as far i had a leather night on first fridays and yep so you know kind of reinstating that in the easiest way and you know whatever. yeah and we're we're just the group that's bringing it to light. We're the ones doing the advertising and the lifting of it. And uh, I should probably print up some cards. Well, definitely business cards, but I also want to print up some flyers because, you know, DJ Fudge, Fudgy has flyers mm -hmm. at Esquire. Oh, the to other... advertise the, the nights coming up. It's like, hey, yeah, come on February, you know, it was, what was it, February 6th? 
February fifth. No, that's right. Fifth. It's like, hey, February fifth, Leather Night, and yeah, you can have nice pictures on it and logos and flags. That actually, that was one thing. Um, the latex guys brought the uh, rubber pride flag. Yes, and, which they, I had they never did. seen before. And it's like, oh, okay. It's like, wait, what is this symbol? I don't know what these are. And yeah, it's, it's like, an interesting design. Mm-hmm. It's black, yellow. And green, red. It's red. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of hard to tell in bar light. Okay. Um, the yellow stood out, and yeah, basically it's a yellow stripe across with a kink in it. Yeah. because uh, yeah, and and that's the rubber pride flag. In it. But it was a good night. Yeah, I'm you know I I stayed pretty late. I don't think no. I I was there till about one. You were um, there later than I yeah, was. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one who kind of claimed the banner and brought it home. A good night. Um, you know, they're like I said when I showed up, no one was there in leather because everyone was on the road trip escorting someone home so i'm yes. like wait is this happening i know you know arcane gets here earlier and then i saw the flag on the wall I'm like okay something you know i'll, I'll just yeah. wait and and then people showed and it's like okay yeah talked about latex i know um you know there's talk about doing you know their latex guys are talking about doing a video blog about it but then i was like again talking about you know DIY, just doing it. They're like, well, we want to get it done right. And it's like, no, no, no. No, like, no. Just do it. Get it out there. Yeah, do it. Expect get the it first out few episodes to be shit. And it's like, no, no, no. It's like, I want it. And it's like, but I think um, one is um, like the major is media and communications, and that's kind of their thing. So I could see them right. No, no, polished. Yeah. And you know, even their shit is probably going to be very polished and very nice and very watchable. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I do want to express to them. The perfect is the enemy of the done. Yeah, you'll never start if you're just trying to get it done right. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I really, I'd been thinking about doing this podcast for a long time, and finally I said, all right, what is the minimum I need to get a minimum viable product out the door? Like, okay, freewares, audio editing software, okay, now how do I record? <laughs> when do I do it? And dropped out a hundred bucks on the Zoom, and... I'm I'm really happy with this thing. I was watching. There's a local comic book store that has a podcast they tape at the store, oh. and I happened to wander in. I think it was Friday night. Was it Friday? I was on my way somewhere else. I went in there, and yeah, and I saw they had many microphones out, but one of them was this one. They also, I think, had a, a Yeti. And yeah, Yeti, yeah, Yeti's, blue... Yeti's are really popular. Yeah, and someone I even had one that looked kind of like the old timey, you know, kind of micro. Everyone had their own microphone, but they had one of these set up. So I think they were maybe for mixing and all that. They were, I don't know. Yeah, what pro- their setup probably was, but... as a master channel to okay. to be able to place everybody in space. Okay, but yeah, they had a lot more microphones than we do. Lots well, of microphone envy. Well, I <laughs> did get my hands on two really good microphones. Oh, but. They're just the microphones, and I would need... Like a mixing board? or Yeah, I would okay. need like a mixing board or... Uh, not really a mixing board. It's it's a specific device whose name escapes me because I'm running on very little sleep. <laughs> but, yeah, it you plug in two mics, and then the output is USB-A. Oh, okay. So okay, you can oh. just go right into the computer. So, but I guess, well, speaking of running on very little sleep... Should we tell the audience why we're running on little sleep? We are running on very little sleep because last night was the house party of the Detroit Bondage Club, and my goodness, there was quite the Lansing contingent there. There's a Lansing contingent, yeah. and there's also a latex contingent, which was surprising to many people there. Yeah. Uh, well, we have Veritas to thank for that. Yes. Because he brought a nice bag full of 
Well, he called them singlets, and I was confused because in my mind, a singlet is kind of like a wrestling outfit. Yeah, it was more of a vest. Yeah, it was. Yeah, think of a sweater vest, but latex. Yes. Yeah. Much uh, kinkier and not as boring as a sweater vest. Um, actually, <laughs> well, a zippered sweater vest, so like yeah. a cardigan sweater vest, sleeveless. Yeah. Oh well, that's the best part. I guess. Yeah, that, okay. that's that's the best part. But yeah, don't want to say sleeveless shirt because the it was much wider at the shoulders mm-hmm. than what you think of a, a sleeveless shirt being. And yeah, I was in the the transparent one. I wore just the black. Yeah, and yeah. my my transparent showed off my recently pierced nipples <laughs> quite well. And it was an interesting feel. It was the first time I'd really gotten into latex, and and again, um, I was like thinking I was going to have to like lube up first, but yeah, just for the singlet, no, you just put it on like a vest, and it's very simple to put on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was a neat experience. A lot of people it, it a lot of people got a lot of favorable attention. Should we say? People yeah, were like, oh, this is neat, and yeah, and he brought a surf suit for another regular member of Detroit Bondage, mm-hmm. who he actually met him over at Number Six Dungeon mm-hmm. that time. And so yeah, no, and so like a lot of people were like interested and you know was, i i don't think something they had seen too much of before no not not too much of and the event itself was very nice um you know it takes place you know i, I didn't know what to expect at all i mean like i said i've been to the number six mm-hmm. um i've been to other event-ish things um like um like the local you know there was a play party i went to for the local kink group but um remember my um analogy about game nights how there's two varieties there's the game nights you have that is really the games are the excuse to be social. Yes. So those tend to be the lighter games, the ones that don't require too much effort. You just hang out with friends and the games were the excuse. Then there's the game nights where the socializing is the excuse to play games. You're serious about the games. You tend to drag out the ones that have like a lot of setup and take a while and are like very, you know, strategic focus and those diplomacy. are diplomacy. No never playing diplomacy. Oh, what's again. the other one? Arkham Horror. Yeah, that yeah, that one. That's that can be a like an hour setup. and a half of setup. Yeah. Yeah. And so wow, and um, so yeah, um, so this is the same kind of thing. The play party I went to was more kind of like there's sexual aspects to it, but it was mostly for the kink and the actual stuff. Whereas the fail I had last night was more the kink is kind of the reason you know it's like the reason we're all together, but we're also here. It was much more sexual. Yes, yeah. there there is a lot the of sexual the excuse en- oh, yeah. energy and, at Detroit Bondage. And I was, I was like I said, uh, my time at number six was I was definitely a wallflower. I don't think I ever took off any clothing, and I just no, tagged with didn't. people. <laughs> I can remember. Um, but uh, but yeah, last night it was like, well, we'll see what happens, and and it was people were very friendly and accommodating, and that was lovely. And I think that led to like, hey, a lot of groping, and a lot of things were. Did a lot of things and met a lot of people in cool. many ways. I got to see your cock and grope you for, for the first time. That was <laughs> oh. nice. <laughs> well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> they uh, point at it in horror. It's like, what is that thing? You're well hung. Not porn star level, but above average. And I can. I, s- I like to say adequate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does what it needs to do. There's enough of it there to get the job done. And... Yeah, and hearing you and Veritas just talking back and forth in the car oh. on the way out and the way back, I'm like, I should have set up my microphone, but then all, all you'd hear would be the motor. But yeah, you guys have a good rapport and a good chemistry together, and so I could see, chemistry-wise, making the podcast a three-way logistically 
might be more interesting. Finding the time. I mean, yeah. and, I mean, even for myself, like I said, my Sunday afternoons, there's stuff popping up soon. So I think we'll have to figure out more yeah. flexible ways of finding this, you know, hour or so to get together and talk and and who know I mean now you know now knowing that the kind of the Skype kind of works well 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 I guess we'll find out how well we'll the Skype find works. out how good the Skype works when I go through and edit this. Uh, I know there's that moment where you're like after it was done and we signed off and you're like looking for the file I'm like oh no <laughs> oh no the the file the file yeah. was there I just had to go digging for it but the Skype recording program that I use because you you have to use a third party app to record Skype. It, so, it did give a pop-up to say, yes, success. Okay. Oh, good. I know. It'd be like, well, because, yeah, that's one of the uh, standard things I always hear with many podcasts. Like, yeah, we had an episode and it didn't record. So this is the re-recording. Or, oh, that file was lost. Or the song quality was just so shitty that, sorry, we we will not, you know, ever inflict that upon you. Um, we have an episode zero, but the quality <laughs> of episode zero is... I really don't want to inflict that on our dozens of listeners. No, but I found a long time ago, gosh, I think 94, because I think it was during Stonewall 25. Okay. I'd gone to New York City, uh, like a tour package to take part in the parade, and got basically roped into going to a um, bathhouse. And, and it was honestly bait and switched. We met this cute guy, I think his name was Mike, he was from Alabama, and he was like in town and he had gone to that place the night before and he's like, Oh, we should all go. And it's like and several of us in the group were like, Yeah, we really want to go to a bathhouse with this Mike guy because he's hot and we'll probably see him in a towel and get to do stuff with him. So we're in line, in line, and we get to the front line, and he's like, Oh, I was just here last night and it was so long and it's like I'm really tired. Got night guys and he like fled. And then the rest of us are like, uh, How rude kind of that was the purpose of it's like, well, we're in line. We waited, so we all went. And um, the thing was about it was, you know, people talk about bathhouse. Like, oh, it must have been very, like, you know, just silent and, you know, just people fucking and things like that. It was very social, very... I saw a lot of affection being displayed. A lot of hugging, a lot of people talking. Um, it was kind of a community center for some people, I think. And that's why I felt like with the Troy Bondage Club last night. Yeah. Was um, people were very friendly and, uh, you know, very open to... I found a lot of people I could talk to casually, and then, you know, also very open to, I think, you know, even people who weren't really necessarily interested in you were like, okay, I like being groped. Yeah. You know, there's definitely one guy that I was talking to, and he um, he had shown up late, and I think was like wondering, okay, should I take part in this? There's a lot of people fled. It's not quite as active as it was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was completely predatory. I was like, hey, it's like, I think you're overdressed. <laughs> And that, and that yeah. got him down to his underwear. I was like, oh. And then I found, you know, and, and I don't think I don't think I was his type because I saw who who he ended up playing with. And it's like, okay, that's probably, he's much more into that guy than he was into my attentions. But still, he was very friendly. And I feel confident that, you know, it was my, and I think I was the provocateur in that situation and got him, you know, at least primed and ready to have fun. So it's like, yay, <laughs> what have yay. I caused? Lots of people. And also, um. You know, some people, I mean, didn't even say a word, you know, did, I did stuff with guys who never said anything, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, you got the idea that if you were to ask them their name or anything like that, that you would just get a blank stare and then move off. They're there just to have, you know, 
do stuff. Yep. Um, other people, though, I was like, you know, I didn't realize that was as much of a faux pas. I was like, I was like, hey, what's your name? Oh, that's cool. You from around here? <laughs> I'm Chatty Kathy, as I often am. <laughs> but then, um, and there's one guy that, um, you know, nice guy that I played with a couple times in the evening. And then, you know, as we're like leaving, it's like, oh, it's like, are you on, you know, where are you on Recon or what are you on Growler? And he was kind of like implying, oh, it'd be really nice to, you know, if we lived closer together that this could, something else could happen. And I'm like, oh, yeah. thank you. I mean, that's the thing is, I do love that, that, you know, I've had, mm -hmm. I've had one night stands where we actually exchanged emails and then became Facebook friends, even though we apply it in states away. But that makes me feel good. It's like, okay, we use sex as the connection to actually form a social network as opposed to just a raw, like, you know, masturbatory. Okay. I got my rocks off. Cool. Bye. You know, that, mm -hmm. that always just bores me, but using sex as an excuse for networking, it's like, okay, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, I want a good circle of friends. And if I have to use sex as a tool to get that, and, cool. And if your circle of friends also happens to be a circle jerk, hey, bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you choose your friends well. But no, it was a very good time. Like I said, um, I strongly endorse it if you like want to discover that i think they have open nights at the hayloft they do where they uh, like demo and where it's kind yeah. of a vetting process like hey let's see how well you'll click and if you're someone we can kind of you know feel comfortable with because you do have to get that thing right because you are a lot of people are very vulnerable and you know and also you don't want someone who's like i said just because everyone's wandering around naked or near naked isn't carte blanche you can do anything with anyone you want right you have to be able to get the clues of okay this person is not really into this yeah they're getting hard but i don't think they're really wanting to play with me and then knowing to like okay stand off and and see who they hook up with and just watch it's like okay i can be a warrior the, but there's some people who just wouldn't get those clues at all and would be like okay yeah there's someone i really want and they're naked and other people are doing stuff with them so therefore they'll let me it's like no, that doesn't work that way. Not yeah, not always. And I do remember one time at the Detroit Bondage Club that I was macking and groping on a guy, and somebody else was trying to carry on an intelligent conversation with me while I was doing that. I'm like, you need to buy a clue. <laughs> I mean, yeah, talk to me later when I. When no. I don't have three fingers up this guy's ass. Well, that, that was kind of like me with, um, I think I mentioned that story before, being at the bookstore with my friend who was getting heavily cruised. Like, you know, I think, I don't know if Dick's were out. I think Dick's might have been out at that point. And I was completely clueless going up to my friend and talking to him about, oh, the Star Trek book I'd found. I was that guy who's like, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, be but in my defense, it's like, I found this Star Trek novel. I thought my friend might be interested it, it, your friend is interested in something other than Star Trek at the moment. And... No, he's also interested in Star Trek, but yeah, he can multitask, I'm sure. <laughs> but no, and, and for my, I think it's just, I did not realize that that would be a place where you would cruise. I mean, like openly, you know, dicks out in an alley, in an aisle of this used bookstore. It's like, it didn't seem like the place for me. It's like, find a corner. That's the other thing about the Detroit Punch Club. Lots of nice corners. Yes. Which yes. I did not avail myself of because... If I'd start doing something with someone, it was invariably in a doorway and I was being obstructed. <laughs> it's like, I gotta think this through. It's like, I need to. Yeah, just as you start doing it, you just gently, gentle pressure or, you know, gently push them or you gently pull and 
you go off into one of the rooms or off or grab their corner. dick or grab them by the neck and if that's what they're into right. grab their ass and and throw them in a sling and but no, but they, yeah, like I said, a lot of people from Lansing, that was kind of cool to see too. And so yeah, like I, there were familiar faces that made me feel, I think, more yeah, comfortable. There, there were at least three others. There was... Yes, there was... Um, yeah, so I, I'd say that, uh, all in all, there were five of us from Lansing. Six. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. there was the three of us. There was the Piss Pig. Okay. Who had the executioners. Oh, yep, yep. And... There was one other, and there was one guy who bald with a long gray beard got there later. Okay, and oh, I, I I'd actually him. run into him at the hayloft. Okay, as well, but he was at First Friday. Oh, with his husband. Okay. Now I did see his husband at DVC. You know, by the time he walked in, I was drained. I mean, I took a, oh, a nap. Oh, I shit. think I saw you two talking. Yes, at the event. Yeah, because I felt bad for him because he was honestly interested in connecting with you and you at that point i think we'd rouse you from falling asleep in the main room you have which is the unfortunate thing too it's yeah i felt bad i thank you first of all for carpooling and driving second sorry that yeah we kept you out way past your expiration date and bedtime i mean i think you were like okay spent now and yeah like when i walked by and saw you dozing in the chair i'm like oh i yeah also it was getting toward the closing time yes yeah and um i was like yeah, there's fun things to see, but yeah, I need to at least get dressed and rouse the, the return trip, the yeah, away party. I think when we do it again, because I tend to consistently crash earlier, mm -hmm. I think I'll have somebody else do the drive back. Because the drive back okay. is easy. It's the drive there that, that takes the specialized knowledge. Yeah, as long as you can get me on the highway, it was like, you know, direct oh, yeah, me. It's because, like, okay, there, and it's like, okay, boom, I can get back to Lansing. Yeah, because... Once you turn onto that main street there, mm -hmm. that's Grand River. Okay. And, you know, then it splits off into M5 and hops onto 96. So, okay. yeah, it... Uh, I still need direction. I'm I'm horrible. Just as I'm bad at crocheting, I'm horrible with roads that have numbers. Well, it, Highways scare me. Yeah, the, the directions are very simple. Take a right onto the main road, get in the left lane, stay in the left lane until you see signs for 127. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm glad that got to experience that and looking forward to future ones. Like I said, it's, you know, I met people and I'd like to meet them again and, and also kind of figure out exactly what, you know, I, one thing I really needed to learn is a bit more rope work. I, it's a droid bondage club, you yes. know, which I felt bad about because I know someone was there specifically for, you know, more, you know, water sports kind of stuff and they're not, the place isn't really designed for no, it. No, it, it's kind of not. Facilities, like, yeah, I mean, especially because they've had plumbing issues okay. at that old house yeah once they get the shower mm -hmm. plumb then there will be i know there'll be more of the water sports but okay but yeah there's um so but yeah i mean i thought oh well, it's in the name bondage that's what it's about and there's a bit of that there but you know there's there's a lot of stuff going on and yep and it was it was fun yeah. there are other people there that i kind of wanted to talk to and but they seem you know they're always busy they had pole dance cards so it's like, okay, people to talk to and you know, interact with in future ones. And, yeah, and like a, a couple of guys that Veritas knew from elsewhere wanted to have some fun with him, but he had a dance partner all <laughs> night. Well, See, that, and, good, and good for him. Well, I mean, I think that could be, that's one way of doing it. You find someone that you really click with and then you kind of commit and 
I kind of like, you know, kind of being the butterfly and flitting flower Agreed. to flower and a little bit of each. And like, that's the kind of thing to know. It's like, okay, you're having a good time. When to cut it off and move on. Well, Change partners, so to speak. Yeah, it depends on what it is in the night. And I'm like... If it's before midnight, I change partners when I'm about to get off. After midnight, then congratulations, whoever, who, whichever flower I, I happen to land on, that's the one I get to pollinate. <laughs> well, that's it too. I was like wondering, like, yeah, you know, we're guys and, you know, some of us, we don't have that 15 minute refractory period anymore. So if we come, that might be the end of the evening or at least, you know, take allow the wind out of the sails and yeah you know my thing is though i like i was you know i think some people were disappointed it's like yeah i'm not whatever we're doing right now it's not gonna lead to me coming it's like you know you can give it you know college try but i'm i'm shy about that it i just it doesn't work in public <laughs> it was and you know it's like i i was functional and hard you know for when i needed to be but yeah i wasn't going to be spraying on anybody yeah i no that. i i did I got close several times, but I wasn't able to get myself over the edge last night. But, you know, that was fine. I still had a great time. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to getting it. Like I said, uh, there's things I want to learn. I ran to someone, and they're, like, you know, kind of explaining, what do you like to do? And someone mentioned, you know, that they like to be tied. And I was like, I wish I had studied those books better and knew some basic stuff and brought some rope with me because, yeah, I need to yeah. I need to learn. There, there are two main rope experts at the DVC, and it depends on what you want out of the bondage. One who immobilizes you wonderfully and comfortably. Mm -hmm. And the other one, his specialty is immobilizing you uncomfortably. So that's kind of more advanced. So I will point out to you the gentleman who does most of the rope bondage. Okay. And I think we actually saw him at number six when we were there. Maybe not. And that's the other thing, too. Yeah, I transferred the number six schedule to my calendar. So oh, like, good. I know when they come up, it's like, okay, and can plan accordingly. But yeah, so I would say it was, um, it was a good general night. So that was kind of like, you know, the gossip part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually have, I mean, we, we, go, what is it, we kind of call it blow by blow. Yeah. yeah. More formal names for him. <laughs> no no the, the blow by blow of the weekend and yeah i i'm still working and i'm probably going to be working on the doctor who scar for a while but facebook did remind me that yeah six years ago i worked on cable knitting hmm. and that was different that, that are, we was, now in the, are we now in the craft part well i mean the craft part was kind of uh well yeah well the, just a, a crafty stinger to Oh, and uh, what what did oh, you Oh, because I made your craft part. Oh, have, go ahead, go go, I have, go. I have fixed needles. My my scarf is back on functional needles. Oh, um, right. Because it was again a big pull for uh, sticks and strings on Washington Avenue in Old Town of Lansing. Great store. That's where I bought these. You know, really pretty rosewood. You know, circular knitting needles, which broke. And then um, I went there to buy new ones. And we we're while we we're trying to figure out you know the size, we're like, oh wait, which brand are those? Oh yeah, these are the match. Oh. Here, just put it on the new ones and give us the broken ones and we'll send them back because there's a replacement policy. I don't know if it was a store replacement policy, but it sounded like the company itself that they get their needles from said, oh yeah, you know, this broke, you have new ones for free. So it's like, yay, thank you. Yay. <laughs> Saved me $12 for new needles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and when I transferred the stitches, I counted and yeah, 
cast on 53 for that scarf, which is not a number, but I like kind of was like, oh, that can't be right. And I looked at the notes and I'm like, oh, but yeah, there was someone working there. Actually, he wasn't working there. His husband was teaching a class there. And I was like, ooh. And it's like, hmm. Because <laughs> he was very cute. The, uh, and also being very casual about saying husband means, okay, not positive. Yeah. But no, he was like, I show I was showing the thing, the needles, and he's like, oh, Doctor Who. And I'm like, yes. Yay. Yay. So yeah, so that's my big news. It's now yeah. on functional needles, and so that means I'm going to be working on that and trying to get that done. I've only been working on it two years. I thought it was much longer. But I bought the needles in yeah, 2014, so it hasn't been as long as I thought. So here's to you completing your scarf before you have to make the decision of Clinton or Trump. <laughs> That's not a... That's not a decision I need to make. But before you need to officially inform the government your choice on that decision. That's, yeah, yeah before the election. I don't know. It's, it'll be, I just think it's going to be a fascinating shitstorm of a, a show for the primaries and everything. Both sides. I mean, Republicans and Democrats, are, it's going to be some interesting yeah. theatrics. And then once there, we have the two pairing off, that will be very fascinating too. And, uh, I don't think that's going to be a very... It's not going to be a good time to be proud to be American, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, craft-wise, that cable knitting was doing a four-way braid with that. And it's interesting. It takes a bit of work. And I do it well enough that I can follow a pattern on it. Mm -hmm. But I would not be able to just go and cable something up yeah well that's the other thing too is the other inspiration is i really need to learn crochet because yeah looking over the stuff at crochet empire i didn't even know what it was before this week and i kind of like you had mentioned who we're going to talk to so i was like let's do research and it's like ooh, these are really cool yes i think someday in the future i wish to own an actual appropriate you know a real crochet empire uh jock but until then it'd be kind of fun to make my own <laughs> all it takes is time and money Speaking of, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, project photos to harryprone at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons 3.0 attribution license. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.